Hey, Brine Lions! I'm Tim. And I'm Emily. And this is On the Hill with Tim and Emily. Today, we are excited to be joined by Jim Wojcik, who is the pastor of the senior pastor at Grace Bible Church here in Dayton. Um, Jim is actually an alum from Bryan College. He graduated in 1989 with a degree in English Lit. He went on to attend and graduate from Dallas Theological Seminary in 2003. Thank you so much for joining us, Jim. We're really excited that you were able to um, squeeze us into um, the schedule. Uh, really short notice, but um, we're really excited that you're here <laughs> yes, um, yes. and excited to hear some words of wisdom from you. So Thank thanks. You. Glad to be with you. And it's good that we're starting out with thanks. Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll make a lot of sense uh, later on. Hey, Jim, one of the things that we really like to do is ask particular uh, people that come on here, kind of your Brian story, mm-hmm. right? So if you would, would you just kind of, because I know you're an alum. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah. would you kind of share like your Brian connection and, and story with us to begin? Glad to. The Lord uh, was so good to me uh, through Bryan College, and I think of Psalm eighty four eleven that says, "The Lord is the sun and shield; the Lord will give grace and glory. No mm. good thing will He withhold from those who walk mm. uprightly." Mm. And about um, <clears throat> fourteen years ago, my nephew Drew Goodman married Sherilyn Schmidt. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that was I, I family. Know that okay, yeah. yeah, it's my sister's uh, first son. Oh, wonderful. And, um, after the the bachelor party, which was <laughs> which was a real neat time of uh, just kind of summing up how God had brought Drew and Sherilyn to this point yeah. from the perspective of Drew's uh, groomsman, um, I took a walk around campus at, at midnight that June night of 2008, and I, it was a walk mm. of thanks. And mm. I just walked from building to building, and I said, thank you for Dan, and Thank you for Tom Shaw, and thank you for mm. Judy Shetter, and mm. thank you, and, and thank you, yeah. and thank you. And I was just walking around, and um, and I and I kept thinking, oh, I'm forgetting. There's somebody really important, and then I just realized, Lord, it's you. <laughs> you oh, are man. the one who made all these um, relationships special, mm. and um, mm. you know, there's a song that says, um, "Tell me that time can't erase." this look of love on your face. Uh, and and it just was such a time of holiness and joy. Mm. And mm. Um, just, I look at, I, when I talk to students now, I say, take advantage of the people that you yeah. have access to, mm-hmm. the opportunities, you know, uh, act in the play, sing in the mm-hmm. choir, play the sport, do student government, do everything you can because yeah. the rest of life doesn't give you this um, cafeteria of choices yeah. to do, Boy, that's and true. you're just surrounded by a bunch of mm-hmm. very um, um, gifted people who mm-hmm. you will benefit from rubbing up against. Yeah, absolutely. I say that a lot in my office with career services, <clears throat> talking about networking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is not even on a, mm-hmm. I'm trying to get something out of this kind of networking, but just there is not a time in your life that you're going to have a community pre-built mm-hmm. for you like this. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was something I really had to learn was like, I was like, I want to find community. And the truth is you find it here at Bryan and at college because it's kind of pre-built. You will not find it. You're not going to stumble upon it when mm-hmm. you're out of school. You have mm-hmm. to actually do the work That's to right. build it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a really tough lesson for me to learn because I was just like, not used to that when I graduated college. So that's such a good truth. So thanks for sharing that. Um, So you did kind of touch on it already that we're already starting off this episode giving thanks. Um, This 
particular episode is probably going to drop right before Thanksgiving. I think the day before that yep. Wednesday. That's the goal. Um, so we wanted to highlight what the season is about, which is a gratitude and giving thanks. So this time of year definitely tends, tends to encourage us to reflect on the different blessings that we mm-hmm. have in our lives. Mm-hmm. But how do we take it a step further and especially as followers of Jesus, put our gratitude into practice? Yeah, yeah. I think that um, our culture is expert in um, complaining. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and, and, and um, you know, I don't think it's just a psychological trick or gimmick mm-hmm. to say that we have to maybe even mechanically um, count our blessings and, and be uh, intentional uh, about what we have to give thanks for. Mm. Uh, you know, there's a line in Shakespeare's play, King Lear, how sharper than a serpent's tooth is a thankless child. Well, mm. you know, <laughs> how inappropriate is yeah. a, a thankless child of God in the mm. sense that um, we have been uh, blessed with every spiritual blessing mm-hmm. and and not only that but god gives and gives and gives and you know when, when jesus talks about loving our enemies he talks about how god's default position is uh, to make his sun rise on the evil and the good and send rain on the just and the unjust and mm-hmm. he gives and he gives and he gives tim keller in his book prodigal god talks about the parable of the prodigal son and says mm-hmm. god's the prodigal one in the story because he spends and he spends mm. and he spends on wayward people who don't want to give him the time of day mm. but he keeps giving you know, he keeps giving. And so I think that, um, you know, sometimes um, we we have this, maybe this um, canard against gratitude, this, this um, oh, um, what's the word? Uh, it, one thing that defeats our gratitude yeah. is I don't want to be fake. Mm. And I don't want to uh, be, you know, saccharine smile uh, pretender. Yeah, and and I think the characters of the Bible give us permission to um, lament. For and sure. The Book of Lamentations, which mm-hmm. is a book of sorrow, um, and and recently a men's group at our church read the book Gentle and Lowly uh, by Dane Ortland. Yeah. And to me, worth the price of the book was his observation that um, Lamentations is five poems. Four of the poems have thirty-three verses. The middle one has 66 verses, and the middle verse of the middle poem says, God does not afflict from his heart. In other words, when he allows grief into our lives, Mm. that's not his heart towards us. And Mm. I just thought that is so liberating. But I think that sometimes um, gratitude is short-circuited by a refusal to lament properly Mm. and to say like Naomi, God took me out full and brought me back empty, or God stripped mm. me of things, or God's deprived me of things. I, I think sometimes to enter into gratitude more deeply, we kind of have to plumb the depths of our sorrow and and you know write our own lament psalm, which about a third of the psalms are lament psalms, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and be honest. And then yeah. we can say, but you know what? In the midst of my bereavement, in the midst of my grief, in the midst of the broken relationships that I have tried to fix and that blew up in my face, mm. here's what he's done. Mm. And and um, anyway, so I, I think it can be taken a step deeper, maybe in a kind of counterintuitive way, by first of all being honest yeah. um, about what's not right, mm. but then realizing, oh, in the midst of the pain, uh, God's doing good things. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So can you kind of share with us maybe what scripture, kind of maybe some scripture verses or anything that sh- 
like speaks towards this, yeah. the concept of gratitude? Yeah. Well, again, borrowing from Lamentations three twenty one, he says, "This I recall to my mind," and I, and I like that because it suggests that it's okay to make a list. Mm. It's okay <laughs> to uh, to say, you know, I want to be like Psalm one hundred three says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits." I remember when the Lord healed me of spinal meningitis when I was in ninth grade, and my mm. dad took me aside and said, "Jim, don't forget, don't forget, you were nearly dead." You know, yeah. I, I, I uh, was uh, unconscious and I couldn't see, hear, or, or uh, you know, do anything for a few oh, days. Wow. And 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 when the Lord healed me of all that, little by little, um, my dad said, "Don't forget." Well, I I think forgetting not His benefits is important, and to keep that as our default position rather than a critical spirit mm. and a mm. fault finding spirit. You know, it just is so natural yeah. to um, you know, talk about the squeaky wheel getting the grease, but <laughs> I just think it's human nature that I've got a hundred things that God has done for me in the last 27 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you about the one thing that didn't go my way. Me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I, I think uh, Lamentations 321, I'm going to recall it to my mind. Psalm 103 2, I'm going to f- not forget his benefits. And Romans chapter one, which in its, um, slow motion train wreck picture of a culture <laughs> that's chosen to worship creation rather than the creator. Um, he says they became futile in their thoughts. Uh, and, and it says, um, although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. And here's this next phrase, nor were thankful. Mm. Uh, what is the, mm. uh, you know, what, what is a, um, a, a dashboard warning light of a culture that's going the wrong direction? They're better at being uh, critical and, and and cynical than being thankful, and and I I can tell you that that comes naturally to me. Mm. Yeah, it comes naturally to me to uh, you me know in, in my dealings with my children or mm-hmm. with my wife, you know, to be. Um, so anyway, I think that those scriptures direct us towards, and, and maybe one last one. You know, Psalm 100 says, um, uh, "Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise." You know, gratitude is becoming for children who have received so much. Um, we, 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 um, we really, uh, you know, I think it's a kind of a, of a stench when people who get so much are, are ungrateful. And so we, yeah. we have a lot, uh, uh, it's a becoming attitude for us. Mm. Yeah. It's super That's challenging. Good. And I think, like you said, we're all predispositioned to yeah. complain because yeah. that's, you know, convicting to me to think yeah. about like all the faithfulness that I've seen throughout my life. And it's like this yeah. one thing that didn't go my way is just going to be the thing that I'm going to focus on. So right. Right. super challenging. And I think we all know how complaining um, can really change our health, um, our spiritual health, our mental health, our physical health sometimes can mm-hmm. just really drag us down. So uh, why would you say that practicing gratitude and being really intentional about that? Um, what makes it so important for our spiritual health? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I, I would say, you, you know, what qualities in a person please God? Well, now abide faith, hope, and love. Mm. And it's interesting that um, I, I love passages of Scripture that boil it down to a simple thing. You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God, and the second is like it. Well, faith, hope, and love are what God is after in our lives. Really, faith and love. Really, love. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's paring it down. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. after faith, hope, mm-hmm. and love. He's after, well, 
think about the fact that um, related to a lack of faith and hope is a lack of gratitude. Mm. And, and that, that really, and, and I almost, I guess I would kind of think of maybe gratitude as the effect of which faith and hope are the cause. Um, if, and, and you know, this is one of those things, um, you, know, you know how uh, pigeons have 360 degree vision? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, human beings mm-hmm. don't. <laughs> we, all, we all have blind spots. And, and, you know, I think one of the things that this really shows up in my life is I can tell you about when I run into someone who's complaining a lot, but I don't spot it in myself. Or I should say sometimes mm. it takes somebody holding up a mirror to me to make me realize, you realize that all you've done since you met with this person is tell him what he could have done better, you know, or do you mm. realize that you've taken, and this is to me, I'll just say, you know, tell him myself, You've taken for granted how much that person has already given, how much mm. oh, that person has already extended herself to, uh, you know, I'm in a local church, to serve. Do, do, you, do you know that no one thanked her for, I'll just, you know, pull this up, for serving in the nursery mm. for the last 16 years, mm. and she's never been publicly thanked for that or things like that. Or this guy's taught Sunday school for 45 years, um, you know. Uh, but we haven't, or this guy's done, been in a wa- faithful one worker. Well, I'll just say, um, when we aren't thankful, I think it's a bright flashing light on the dashboard that I'm taking people for granted, chiefly God, mm. and that my faith and my hope and my love mm. are ailing. And so yeah. maybe gratitude is important because of what it reveals about what's under the hood, yeah. you know, what's going on in, in, in my life. Um, yeah, I'll just say in my life, Gratitude goes along with trust, and mm. complaining goes along with unbelief. Mm. Um, and, and maybe one of the hardest places to be grateful is in a season of loss where someone has died or when you've suffered the death of a dream or mm-hmm. a loss of some other kind, and um, it makes you doubt God's goodness. Yeah. Um, mm. I love the scene in Horse and His Boy when Aslan incognito encounters Shasta in the mountains of Arkenland. And, and Shasta is, is basically feeling sad. Mm-hmm. And Aslan says, tell me your sorrows. Mm. And, and he says, I'm the most unfortunate boy who's ever <laughs> lived. And, and Aslan <laughs> says, oh, I don't call you unfortunate. And, and mm. he says, you don't? He said, well, think about how I, I grew up as a slave, mm. and I never knew my parents, and I was raised by a cruel fisherman, and mm. I got chased by lions, not once, not twice, but three times, and <laughs> I suffered out in the desert. And he said, and then he goes, Aslan goes through and tells him, it was I who pushed the boat in which you were starving to death to land. It was mm. I who drove you together with Erebus and the horse. It was I. It was I. It was I. And he comes to realize that, oh, yeah, God was mm. um, blessing me all those times, even where I was just aware of my suffering. Yeah. Mm. That's awesome. So uh, we often, when we get to this time of year, mm-hmm. this is when gratitude, when mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. all of this kind of comes up. Mm-hmm. But just sitting here talking to you, listening to what you're kind of sharing, and 
knowing that this is probably something that we should do mm-hmm. throughout the entire year mm-hmm. really is kind of have this attitude uh, of gratitude. That was hey. That's right. <laughs> I love it. So do you have any like practical steps or suggestions as to kind of how we maybe do that throughout the year? Yeah. Um, good question. I, I thought about that ahead of time. I know that one thing that helps me is to ask God to show me, mm-hmm. uh, to, to open my eyes uh, to what he's already done. Mm. It, it helps to uh, be the body, you know, to be the body because gratitude happens in community. You, you, mm. It's difficult to be grad, difficult to practice gratitude uh, solo. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, uh, so ask God, be the body. I, I think another a practical step towards it is don't think of praise and worship as like jumping through hoops. But uh, and, and this is something you have to actually get ready for Saturday night, I think. Y- y- yeah. y- you, um, it's interesting that in the Old Testament, a great deal of attention was given to ceremonial washings and the right clothes and mm. being ritually clean and yada yada uh, all these things that you had to do as a Jew to prepare for worship well what was God showing them I, I think one thing he was incarnating his truth in a language they could understand they knew what that kind of ritual looked like from living in Egypt and growing up as you know Semitic people mm-hmm. but I also think it was pointing out that your outer preparation is symbolic of your inner preparation. And so mm-hmm. I think, don't think of praise and worship at your local church service as, oh yeah, that's the preliminaries before the sermon. No, <laughs> yeah. you're actually mm. giving God mm-hmm. something he wants. And, and, mm. and, I, and I was thinking about this the other day, is God narcissistic or egotistical? No, <laughs> it's just appropriate. Yeah. It's just appropriate, mm. just like when you give a gift and I don't know, you know, sometimes you give something that's costly and the other person doesn't notice or doesn't appreciate it or something that really came from your heart. Well, it's not that the person's being selfish and wanting you mm-hmm. to say thank you. There's a connection of, I love you. I'm giving you things because yeah. I love you. And when mm-hmm. we don't have, grat- so don't have gratitude, um, there's a broken thing. There's a broken, a part of the relationship that's not functioning. Mm-hmm. So I, I think... Um, uh, you know, being the body uh, and, and, you know, being in community is a step. Asking God to open my eyes and then also um, investing in uh, musical, expressive worship. And obviously there are other media that, that worship can, can take. Yeah. Um, I think when you use your gifts and mm. you live out your, um, there's an act of worship because you, you're, show, you're, you're valuing what God has given you. So, you know, you, you can worship God. You can worship God. I mean, I've heard C.S. Lewis said the devil has a hard time spoiling a good cup of tea. Um, <laughs> you, you know, when you enjoy something yeah. that God gave you to enjoy, mm-hmm. I think that's a little point of gratitude and, and worship that's possible there. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's a fourth thing is practicing real gratitude. Th- th- there's a terminal value in a sunset. There's a terminal value in appreciating a full moon. You know, there's a terminal value in looking, what I, what I mean by that is, it's an end in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Sometimes we're so quick to say, "Oh, well, the colors of the seasons point to the seasons of God in our lives." Well, you know, yeah, they also—they're just good. Yeah. And you can say, "Wow, God, thank you mm-hmm. for this leaf." 
Mm. Absolutely. Mm. I love that. That's good. So many beautiful reminders um, of the blessings that we have um, all around us. But um, the truth is that, of course, we live in a fallen world and that can be Mm. super discouraging and Mm -hmm. overwhelming. And I think um, in the last couple of years, really, it's it's gotten a little bit more normal to talk about how the holiday seasons can be really extremely difficult for a lot of people who are maybe not having the greatest time with life or they've experienced Mm -hmm. some sort Mm -hmm. of loss or Mm -hmm. um, there's disconnect and dissonance in their family like Mm -hmm. you know i'm very blessed that the holidays are really joyous for me um but imagining that not being the case how magnified that is during these seasons um and so i wanted to speak to that a little bit so if you know what what kind of encouragement i guess you would you share with our listeners who might find themselves in this place during thanksgiving and you know jumping into christmas here in a couple weeks yeah Uh, that that's a good question and and so I think one thing that scripture tells us is to weep with those who weep. Mm. And this is maybe an indirect answer to your question. But I think one thing is to practice an awareness of forgotten people. And, Mm. you know, maybe ask Mm. ourselves, who in my circle is alone this Thanksgiving? And Mm. then, you know, and and that may be in a community like Brian or or to where and where listeners find themselves. It might be an international student. Yeah, absolutely. It might be someone who can't be with loved ones. Um, I'll just say this. A growing problem in our culture is the um, alienation of adult children from their parents. There's mm. a whole literature on the subject now. It's mm-hmm. such a profound problem that um, brokenness, um, I, I have a, a theological belief that the world is getting more fallen the farther we get from the garden the more mm. fallen we're becoming. Mm. And and my daughter, who's a junior in college, tells me she thinks the generation gap is growing. <laughs> you know? um, well, I think one um, overlooked group of sufferers are parents whose children don't come home anymore mm. or children who don't feel welcome at their parents' table for one reason yeah. or another. Um, and maybe the choice is mutual, but sin separates Usually yeah. when I meet people who are in that state, somebody's got a hard heart over something. Yeah. So I, I'll just get back to your question. I, I think one thing to do is to weep with those who weep and remember yeah. those for whom this just underscores that they are empty and, and that mm. they have got some really broken um, relationships. If you're in that place, I think one thing to do is to resist wounded dog behavior. You ever see a dog that's hurt? What do they do? They go go alone somewhere to die. Mm-hmm. Mm. And Proverbs 18 says, the man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. And if I could use my, my street level translation on that, <laughs> I would say people who isolate themselves are doing what feels right, mm. but is wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so it's so uh, interesting how the digital revolution and the amazing amount of consumer comforts that uh, technology has given us have facilitated isolation. And it feels good, but it's wrong. Mm. It, it doesn't do right. It doesn't, it doesn't help you when you're wounded to isolate. Not, not saying that there's not a time to be still before God yeah. and be alone. Mm-hmm. But, but I'll just say, um, this is what POW camps do to break people. Mm. Solitary confinement. Yeah. So sometimes a very courageous act is to go be with people when you don't feel like it. Yeah. And in the holidays, 
that can mean, and then again, I would turn this into a point of prayer. You know, what, what, if, what if I'm not invited to anything or yeah. anyone's table? I'd turn it a point of prayer and say, Lord, show me how to get out of solitary because mm. I need to. This is where local churches can, you know, provide, you know, if nothing else, uh, to, to realize that honestly, when my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, sometimes people are in a Job place of saying the Lord gave, the Lord took away, blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, again, that's not a solo activity. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that when you're in that place, you kind of have to do what feels somewhat unnatural, and that is um, not let yourself get isolated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I think one other thing uh, to do in that time is to acknowledge the sovereignty of God. Now, um, I have a friend who, whose wife left him uh, after their fifth child was born. Mm. And um, it was, it annihilated him. It, yeah. it, it was a crushing thing. And I asked him um, later, what did you do or what, what was helpful to you? And mm. he said, one thing, this is wasn't the only thing he said, but I learned to meditate on the attributes of God. Mm. Well, God is sovereign. Mm -hmm. and, and this is gonna sound like cold comfort, but I think meditating on his sovereignty is part of the road to healing where you say, yeah, I've lost, I've had these, these legitimate causes of grief. But you know what? I'm going to lift up my flag and say, God, I believe you're not only you're sovereign, you're good. That's another yeah. attribute. And I go, I'll just start, you know, or go back to the verse I started with. You don't withhold good things from those who walk uprightly. Mm. So I'm going to hang on to that. Yeah. that you gave good things in the past and although I don't I don't feel like this is good that I'm in right now yeah. I'm going to trust you to give good things in the future this is not the end absolutely yeah. uh, I was just going to give a, a very so in, in our own life my uh, grandfather my mom's mm -hmm. dad actually passed away on Thanksgiving Day mm -hmm. mm. Uh, 27 years ago now yeah um, and those were hard times like we've absolutely. talked about I mean you go really and so I've mentioned that to people. They're like, so Thanksgiving's no good for you? No, Thanksgiving's great. Yeah. Right? I love it. Um, and part of that is because I know I'll never forget. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, mm -hmm. And I love I loved him more than probably mm -hmm. anybody. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just a great time. It was a good time of fellowship. And it mm -hmm. still is. Like, we're getting together this Thanksgiving as a family. And I am sure that we will talk about my grandpa. Yeah. Um, and mm -hmm. so, yes, in a very practical way, those moments... Like you're talking about, like people are going through hard ones this year, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Somebody's lost somebody or yeah. they're grieving some kind of separation or whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. um, know that with time and with the Lord and with everything that you're kind of going through, there is hope mm -hmm. <laughs> on the other side that it can be redeemed and be very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I want to say one other um, thought that is about um, sorrow and, and about grief. And, and it kind of, I'll, I'll just jump onto it this way. Our culture has um, dictated, not just for Thanksgiving, but for Christmas, a set of practices. Mm. I think it's good to say, I'm not bound by that. You don't have to do the holidays um, 
the way that our culture says to do them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that um, uh, there's something liberating about realizing, and I, I don't have to uh, watch football and eat turkey on the fourth <laughs> Thursday of, of November. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. as a matter of fact, when Jesus was asked, hey, Jesus, why don't your disciples fast? Can the friends of the bridegroom mourn while the bridegroom is with them? But when the bridegroom's taken away, then they will mourn. Well, if you find yourself in a place of mourning, mm. be honest about it. And mm-hmm. I think the spiritual discipline of fasting, don't, don't, don't make a show of it. Don't let other people know. But I, I think sometimes, you know, David fasted when he was experiencing God's judgment on his sin. Mm. You know, when his son was dying, mm. he fasted. When um, the um, people at the church in Antioch were seeking God's will. They didn't know what was next. They'd come out of a time of persecution. They fasted, Acts mm. 13 says. And Jesus didn't say, if you fast, in Matthew 6. He says, when you fast. And mm. so I know that this is the time where we, where everybody is pulling out their favorite recipe for peanut butter <laughs> pie. Yeah. And I'm all in favor of that. Mm-hmm. But I also think if you've got grief, an appropriate response is to say, Lord, I've lost, and I need you more than I need food. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it's a spiritual discipline. I think sometimes mm-hmm. our culture has forgotten about church yeah. culture, and you know, um, mm-hmm. Christian people. Yeah, it's a mm. good one. That is good. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, Tim wanted to uh, to wrap up with um, a nice little thing. I'll let him do that. I was about <laughs> to steal your thunder, and I realized this is kind of your idea. No, no, you no, should no, do no. this. It's all good. You, you <laughs> I've got a good going. answer. I've got a, an answer for this. Oh, okay, he's ready. Good. We're good. He's ready. So yeah. we're good. So I'm basically, not. like, okay, so it is Thanksgiving. Tomorrow's going to be Thanksgiving. Yeah. If, if you're listening to it by chance on Wednesday. If not, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, but uh, one of the things that I thought could be nice is for us to share kind of uh, a tradition or a family thing or something that we do. Uh, and so, Jim, you said you're ready. So yeah. I'm not sure if I am. So you, yeah. you're up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. Play the Settlers of Catan. Oh, oh. Is that what you guys do? <laughs> One Board games in general. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I will say, uh, we actually, uh, we're a card game family. Okay, okay. Uh, or dominoes or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Mm, and that is, those so, are great. Uh, I think some of my favorite times is uh, that we've had is having worked at Brian for a number of years, and my mom has worked mm-hmm. here for mm-hmm. many years also, uh, and she loves having students up. So anytime that we can, we always have students up, but then yeah. we always play games. After. We always do lunch. Lunch mm-hmm. is, you know, mm-hmm. some people do, it's do, peak. do yeah. dinner. We, we do lunch. It's at 1 o'clock. All right. See, I know oh, my way. goodness. Ours is too. 1 o'clock. <laughs> See, <laughs> that's when we eat. You're done eating, and everything's cleaned up probably by like 2 or 2.30. Mm-hmm. And then as long as you can stay awake, it is. <laughs> that's <laughs> it the is, real game. It, 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 that is the game. <laughs> it is card time. A card time or dominoes. Love and it. so that is something that we do. And I love it, too, because it also is just a time to sit around and hang out with family. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. we do have the football game on in the back. But the primary thing is to, is to each play other. cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. I guess mine's really similar. Um, we get together, all of us, at um, the last couple of years it's been at my aunt's house. And... I mean, it's nothing really crazy, but we do it for lunch. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there's a lot of littles now. Uh, My cousins all have, you know, tribes of children that are growing. (laughs) Um, So it doesn't happen as much anymore. But I remember growing up, it was lunchtime. And then 
we would all just hang out with each other. My cousins and I would play yep. outside a lot of the times and then we'd stick around for leftovers for dinner and then go home. Yeah. Um, so uh, we would basically have two Thanksgiving meals, which like I said, is a little different now, but um, I mean, I think we had a cornhole tournament kind of unofficially <laughs> the yep. last Thanksgiving because yep. yep. the, the weather was really nice and it is just a time to all get together and actually mm-hmm. see each other. Cause we, my mom's family, this is with my mom's family, they all live relatively close. Mm. And, but, you know, we all have really crazy schedules. So mm. it's really good to just come all together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we don't, we don't do board games, but I might throw out, throw that out there. Uh, it's fun. My husband and I are, we like board games. We don't play them that much. Mm-hmm. We actually have Catan, but we have not yet figured out how to play it. Uh, <laughs> so we got to sit down and Maybe figure that out. Maybe you invite over. Yeah. I know. I'm <laughs> like, I need we'll, a we'll tutorial. Give you, we'll give you three. Yeah, there's about five different, more than that. There's a bunch of different kinds, but they're all fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited about it. So The other thing that I like is leftovers. There's yes, always oh, leftovers. Yes. And I feel like I eat Thanksgiving dinner for the next like two to three days. I was which just, I'm happy with. I was yeah. just telling the girls in the cafeteria about this. I My grandmother makes these yeast rolls. That's mm. one of my favorite things, too. Uh, they're so fluffy and light, and I eat a lot of them um so i will cut one of those puppies in half and like make um a huge like turkey leftover turkey sandwich and i actually put the deviled eggs on the sandwich and it it sounds kind of gross but it's like all thanksgiving like in a little handheld um so that's one of my favorite things that i like to do (laughs) once we get home so Oh, okay. Is there any anything else that you would like to share, Jim? Or do we, I don't have any more questions? I yeah. Don't, do you, Emily? Yeah. I think I just need to say thank you for <laughs> thank you to share. Yes, thank you. Yeah. This has been so good, and I really hope that everyone that um, has listened to the episode has been able to get something out of it that you've been um i know that i've been challenged um in our conversation too about being a little more intentional about things about walking alongside Mm -hmm. people during this season so i really pray that everyone um does have a good thanksgiving and that they Mm -hmm. are able to be uh, challenged and encouraged by this conversation um and ready to start off um, with some new habits, possibly even before January 1. We can yeah. start whenever. So, right. <laughs> uh, so, um, but yeah, thank you so much again, yes, Jim. Um, this was really wonderful, and I'm, I'm excited for everyone to listen. All right. Later. Thank you all. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, just a couple of announcements. Uh, on Tuesday after Thanksgiving, which is the 29th, I believe, is Giving Tuesday, which is a worldwide holiday. I uh, wanted to let you know. Uh, Brian is a part of that, uh, and so you can participate in three ways. Uh, pray, pray for our students as they learn and grow, and for our faculty and staff as they engage with students academically, relationally, mm-hmm. and spiritually. You can send uh, notes of encouragement or letters of encouragement to a student or an employee. Just send them a note. Um, you can label it uh, Brian, uh, 721 Brian Drive with their name on it. And then, uh, obviously, we have the opportunity to donate and give, uh, and that doesn't matter the amount, whether it's $10 or $10,000. Yeah. It helps us in every kind of way. That's the way a lot of our students are here. Actually, that's the way all of our students are here is because of the generosity of our uh, donors, our alumni, uh, everybody that's involved. And so... Uh, like I said, Worldwide Giving Tuesday. Mm-hmm. If you have questions about that, you can go to brian.edu slash give, or you can go to givingtuesday.org, and that'll give you a lot of information in general. Great. We also have a couple of concerts of the Christmas variety coming up. Um, we heard about one um, 
couple episodes ago when we talked to the Worship and Performing Arts program, but that is coming up. So the Christmas concert is going to be happening on Sunday, December 4th. That is going to be from 6 to 8 p.m. in Rudd Auditorium here on campus. Mm -hmm. Come and enjoy some beautiful Christmas music. This is a collaboration of Bryan College and a couple of community churches, and they are presenting um, a program called Glory Touching Earth. So that's on the 4th. And then right after that, on the on the 5th of December, um, from 7.30 to 9 in Rod Auditorium, we our orchestra club will actually be putting on a concert as well. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's also Christmas themed. It is Christmas themed. Tim is a part of that. So come you that. can come watch him play the tuba. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those a couple of things are happening. Um, always other um, fun stuff happening on campus for our students. Um, so just keep watch over your email for other fun things that are going to be happening as we're wrapping up um, the last couple of weeks before Christmas. Yes. Thanks so much for listening. Tune in every other Wednesday for new episodes and make sure you subscribe and share available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.